jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered. Soaring through the air. High flying Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. The preseason schedule wrapping up tonight for the SU men's basketball team. Inside the Dome against LeMoyne, and at 1.30, we'll be joined by LeMoyne's head coach, Patrick Beeline, good friend of the program. He'll be on at 1.30. The Dolphins, incidentally, uh, going through their walkthrough as we speak inside the Dome uh, from 12 until about 1.15, and as they're coming off the court, uh, we'll hear from Patrick Beeline on tonight's matchup with the Orange. We'll certainly talk some basketball on the show. Uh, we want to hear from you, again, at 315-437-7644. So phone lines open the first 90 minutes of the program today. And we begin with SU football. Football, Seth. The first college football playoff poll released last night. We thought Syracuse might be mentioned. Not only was Syracuse mentioned, Syracuse was in the top 20, coming in at number 19. And I don't know about you, this feels like a really big deal. To me, this feels more important than ending the drought with the AP and the coaches poll and cracking the top 25 earlier this week. They are in the college football playoff poll. At number 19, and it it does feel like this team is starting to get some national recognition. And again, this is this is a big deal. Personally, I probably trust the opinion of the 60 media members more so than I trust the opinion of those on the college football committee. Um, I, I don't know if that's fair or unfair or, or some kind of a bias, but I think that's just kind of where I stand with this. However, I agree with you. I, I do think this is a bigger deal. I think that it means more, given what that poll means. That poll is not only what the top four in the country are. That poll is not only who makes the college football playoff. That poll decides the Orange Bowl. That poll decides the Fiesta Bowl. That poll decides uh, the Sugar Bowl, the the uh, the Peach Bowl. Whatever bowls are not the college football playoff, that poll is going to decide them. And Syracuse right now at 19th in the country. Yes, they're 19th in the country. They're a long ways away from the top. There's plenty of room between them and the top of the poll. However... They're the second highest ranked ACC team. That's the key. They are the second highest ranked ACC team. And when you consider that the first one is probably going to make the playoff unless something happens here with Clemson, unless they trip up over themselves, they're going to make the playoffs. And even if they do, they probably will still make the playoff. Um, You're putting yourself in position to be battling with Notre Dame for that next spot in, in in a marquee bowl. And oh, by the way, you play Notre Dame in a couple of weeks. And listen, if if a bowl is decided between Notre Dame and Syracuse, we know which program they're picking. Of course um, you do. But you say Clemson's probably going to the college football playoff. If Notre Dame wins out, Notre Dame's going to the college football playoff, one would think. 
and Syracuse controls its own destiny with with everyone else, right? I mean, NC State is right behind them in the poll. They just beat NC State. Boston College, Boston right College behind is behind them by a couple of spots. They play Boston College to close out the year. They've got Wake Forest and Louisville in between. Even if they lose to Notre Dame, let's put that Notre Dame game aside, but if they finish 9-3 and three, and they beat BC and they've already beaten NC State and... You know, Virginia, obviously, they don't play, but Virginia's in the poll as well. Virginia came in at, at number 25. Syracuse might be that that next ACC team, and we look at what other bowls are out there. You know, I brought this up on the show last night, the, the television version of Orange Nation, that, you know, uh, Camping World Bowl down in, you know, it used to be the Russell Athletic Bowl down in down in Orlando. I mean that would be that would be a pretty nice bowl game. Go up against nice a Big Twelve game. team, um, you know they would be an attractive option for a bowl like that. You know, Music City Bowl is in the mix. Uh, Belk Bowl down in Charlotte uh, in the mix as well. Certainly, the Pinstripe Bowl is there, and I know a lot of SU fans are kind of over the Pinstripe Bowl. The Pinstripe um, Bowl, oddly enough, and I, I didn't realize this, and maybe it's gained it's a, stature. It's a tier it's, one bowl. It's, it's one of the top bowls it that is. the ACC has. Yeah, it's one of the four tier one bowls outside of outside of the New Year's Six. Outside of the, I, I would imagine the the uh, the bowl game in Orlando. The it's Camping World. Camping now? World. Yeah. Okay. Uh, outside of those, I would imagine that that's kind of one of those next two or three. Yeah, along along with Music City and the Belk Bowl, like it's it's Belk Bowl, Music City Bowl, Pinstripe Bowl, all kind of on the same level. They are on the same level, and the ACC allows those bowls to pick the teams they want. They don't have to go by a certain pecking order. Or, all right, you have to take you know the second ranked team in the conference. You have to take the third ranked team, so on and so forth. They get to pick who they want, and obviously Syracuse is very attractive to the Pinstripe Bowl. I think many of us would prefer that they go elsewhere, but that's kind of the point: is the more games you win, the more options you will have if you're Syracuse. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they win nine games. I I firmly believe they should win these next two against Wake and Louisville. Notre Dame, that's a tall order down at Yankee Stadium. Notre Dame's really good. Notre Dame's got a ton to play for. Uh, you know, they're playing for the college football playoff. They're favored to win out and and to finish the regular season undefeated. But even if you lose that one, if you can bounce back the following week at Boston College and take care of one of the teams that you're fighting it out for in the ACC pecking order, this could this could end really good for Syracuse. A nine and three Syracuse team with a loss to Notre Dame, a loss to Clemson, and stubbing your toe in overtime, double overtime against Pittsburgh. This could end really well for a nine and three Syracuse team. Yes, and, and I think that that's what we saw last night. That that's that's kind of the realization I had when these rankings came out. Um, I'm not totally shocked that there were a couple spots higher in in this poll than they were in the AP poll. But by doing that, they are firmly the the top ACC team uh, in this poll outside of Clemson. Uh, they, you know, they they've distinguished themselves at least in the minds of those uh, playoff committee members, and it allow it opens the door to make you think really big, right? It it opens the door to make you think big about this Syracuse team. Wow, what if they go nine and three? What if they pull off that upset against Notre Dame and they go ten and two? Um, I think that that's what the ranking last night allows you to do because they were the second ranked team in the ACC because they weren't behind a Virginia because they weren't behind a Boston College. It kind of lets your imagination wander. It lets your imagination wander about this season. I think it also lets your imagination wander about what is possible for Syracuse football. If I told you when they started doing this college football playoff five years ago and said, can you ever imagine Syracuse being in the mix for the college football playoff? Five years ago, you would have laughed at me. You would have said, no way. 
No way. Even a year ago, you would have said the same thing. I think ultimately someday they will they will grow this to eight. Okay, it's four right now. You know, we've talked about will it grow to six? You know, then that way the t- two top seeds get a buy. Maybe it'll go to eight. Wh- whatever the case may be, it's probably going to grow from four at some point. I would imagine it does. Syracuse is 18th right now, 19th right now. Um, if they if they were to win out. They would probably finish in the top ten, right? Ten and two teams will be considered for an eighteen playoff. Yes, that's and that's kind of my point is that they were a whisker away from beating Clemson. We know that probably should have beaten Pittsburgh. Let that game slip away. You could say that the you know North Carolina maybe should have gone the other way. I still look at those two as they even themselves out. They probably should have beaten Pittsburgh. Probably should have lost to North Carolina right. the way they played. So but in any event, right. they split those. Um, you got one of them anyway, right? You got one of them anyway. The fact of the matter is, is if if they finish ten and two, they'll probably be in the top ten. And I, and I know that's a huge if, if they because Notre Dame's top, really good. If they finish top two, are they ahead of UCF? Or are they if they finish ten and two, are they ahead of UCF? And UCF wins out. UCF finishes undefeated. Sure. I mean, I don't think there's any guarantee of that. At this what point, were they? Sure. They were eleven. They were twelfth. No, twelfth. See, I, I looked at UCF, and this is the tangent here. I looked at UCF and said, you know what? They're just high enough to make you think they have a chance when they don't. Because they're never going to make the top four. No. Not unless they are able to schedule a couple of the big boys and show early in the season that they can beat them. But why would the big boys play? Nothing to gain right. for the big boys. Ta- I mean, we've talked about this so many times. Yeah, nothing to gain for LSU to play Central Florida. I mean, LSU's schedule is tough enough, right? Nothing to gain exactly. for, for Georgia or Michigan or Oklahoma. The big boys don't want any part of that because it's dangerous and it's a dangerous enough opponent you could lose and you gain nothing by winning because your conference schedule is tough enough. Exactly. So that's, you don't need that game. That's a problem. That's a problem uh, for UCF. Um, we should point out UCF uh, has the one of the worst strengths strengths of schedule uh, in the FBS. Hundred and twenty seventh strength of schedule. Uh, the the team right below them uh, on the list in terms of worst strength of schedule in the top twenty anyway is Syracuse. As you strike the schedule, the power five seventy four. Yeah. Uh, on the being, list. That being said, and and I looked at this yesterday prior to the rankings, and and it was a reason why I'm not surprised that Syracuse was a couple ticks higher. Four of their six wins are against teams with a five hundred record or better, and and so I know that that's saying, all right, well you beat semi decent teams. It kind of it's it's weird how that meshes with the strength of schedule thing because uh, you you the two wins that I'm talking about that aren't Wagner and, and UConn obviously you know those two teams are are awful but uh, you know you you look at uh, Western Michigan Western Michigan who's six and three right now Florida State's at five hundred uh, NC State's in the poll uh, you know you're you're looking at teams that aren't awful and yet their strength of schedule is so bad now I I, I wonder and I I'm not. I apologize. I'm not familiar enough to know this. The the strength of schedule does that take into account the Notre Dame game or no? Because they have not played them yet. My um, assumption is it. My I'm assumption sure. is that seventy four the seventy fourth strength of schedule does not I take into account Notre Dame. Right. That's that would be my understanding. I would think so. I would expect that strength of schedule will will go up with the Notre Dame game and they play BC. It might trend downward for the next couple of weeks because they've got Wake and Louisville and and you know Wake is is five hundred and Louisville is not good. Um, but when they play Notre Dame and then they play BC the following week, strength of schedule, I think, uh, will go up. I would I would imagine that the 74th strength of schedule takes into account my, what they have done to this point. Yeah, I, I guess overall my point is that they've got four or six wins against teams that are plus five, uh, 500 or better. That, that does a good thing for you in this kind of a poll. 
that 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 helps you. Um, you know, it, it it's 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 almost like the NCAA tournament, and how we'll sit here in March and we'll say, well, they got wins against this group and this group and this group, and they've got X number of wins in quadrant one. Quadrant one and, wins, yes. You know, and and I'm looking at the schedule and I'm trying to break this down. I'm like, all right, they've got four wins against teams 500 or better, and this will obviously fluctuate the same way that quadrant one wins and losses do. Um, but you've got to look a little bit deeper, maybe, than just record and and you know surface stuff. Let's put it this way: the, the NC State win was a quadrant one win. Uh, most of the other ones, I think, would be quadrant two or three, and then UConn and Wagner fall into does, quadrant four. Does Western Michigan fall into quadrant one because it was on the road? <laughs> In college basketball, it would. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that would qualify uh, the way we're talking about things now. <laughs> Getting back to my point, though, about the you know the big picture stuff, and, and yes, you know, big picture this year. It's exciting to to think about what could be. I think big picture down the road, it's exciting to think about what could be. And I'm in no way suggesting that Syracuse is in position right now to start contending for national titles. But the fact that they are 19th in this poll and the fact that they control their own destiny for finishing, certainly in the top 20, um, but even, you know, again, dare we say the top 10 if they were able to knock off Notre Dame, I think it gives you an idea that it is at least possible here. And... You know, the the Dino Babers question looms about, you know, will he be here for the long haul? Whether or not we're talking about next year, is he a guy who will stay here for eight years, ten years? I don't know. They threw his first contract and signed another contract to say, I'm going to try to win here. And as as important as it is for the fans to see, huh, yeah, it's possible. They 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 could win win here. here. I think it's important for the coaches to see that as well. And, you know, Dino Babers, I think, will tell you that he's always believed that he could win here and do great things here. But the fact that there is now evidence, a 19 national ranking in this college football playoff poll, and knowing that, you know, if they had, if if a player or two had gone differently against Clemson or Pitt, we're talking about this team in the top 10 right now. And we're talking about this team, you know, having... Especially the Clemson game. Having a chance, right. If If the Clemson game goes differently, you're talking about this team having a legitimate chance of finishing in the top 10 and at least being in the conversation with four games left about whether or not this team can play its way into the ACC title game, win that, and finish you know 12-1 and one or whatever the case may be and have a, have a shot. Think about that. And as important as that is, I think, for fans to know that that's at least a possibility down the road, I think it's important for the players and coaches and recruits to see that as well. If I go to Syracuse, you know, I'm a four-star wide receiver. I want to play in that offense and... Man, if things break right, I've got a chance to maybe do something special there. And I think that's really important. You know, I I hadn't thought about that part of the big picture. I I had been focusing more so on this year and and the the larger view of this year and that they are the second highest ranked ACC team. But to your point, uh, the fact that they enter the poll at 19, the fact that, you know, I I think also that they are the second highest ranked ACC team, even in, in one year, it does show the ceiling of this program in general. And that is that. The ceiling is as as high as you want to make it, and, and I think that we've we've kind of talked about this before. In that, since Syracuse is in the ACC, you've got that right. Like if if Syracuse had uh, fallen on the other side of things in the conference realignment and ended up in the American if Athletic Syracuse Conference, if Syracuse was UConn, right, you could use that, that example because yeah, they oh, they exactly. could have been UConn. That's and and that's where I was going. They could have great years in the American Athletic Conference, but they're UCF and they're ranked just high enough to make you think they've got a shot, but they really don't. Being in the ACC, you might not enter the poll as highly the first time. You might not enter the poll as highly ranked. 
but you've got a significantly better shot of playing in a major bowl game than that team from that group of five conference. And so I think that that shows also the like the long-term uh, kind of big picture here. It is possible to win and win big here at Syracuse. You're an ACC team. Uh, just be good and get into the poll. And then anything can happen. Everybody's been talking about how soft SU schedule is this year. Think about it. At the end of the day, by the end of this regular season, they're going to have faced four nationally ranked teams. And one of them is not Florida State. Florida State was down this year. So just playing in the ACC, it gives you opportunities to play nationally ranked opponents. Much like you know, playing in the ACC gives the men's basketball team, you know, you want quadrant one wins. Well, you've got a lot of opportunities at quadrant one wins by playing in the ACC. You want wins over nationally ranked opponents in football? By playing in the ACC, you're going to have plenty of opportunities. BC, NC State, Notre Dame, and Clemson are all going to be nationally ranked opponents that they play, assuming BC stays in the poll. And Florida State normally is. So, again, you would, you could have had a handful of nationally ranked opponents if, if Florida State wasn't down this year uh, on your schedule. And so that makes it possible. If you're better than those teams, and Syracuse has been better than most of the teams that's played this year, and, and on that day they played Clemson. They were better than Clemson for three quarters. They were. Put you in position. You at least have a chance. And again, I, I'm in no way suggesting, this is not me getting ahead of myself and Steve, you know, pull back the reins, that I'm, I'm suggesting that they're in position right now no, to compete for national titles. All I'm saying is, is that, to me anyway, that ranking last night signals it is possible. It is possible, and I think it's it's important for everyone to see that. Fans, coaches, players, recruits, everyone seeing Syracuse in the top 20 of this poll, I think is a really big deal about what the future could be, could be, someday if they can keep this thing rolling. You know, I'm curious. Do you think that the conversation that we're having today is similar, and I, I will take NC State out of this, because I think NC State has been as, at a different level than the other schools I'm going to name over the, next, the past couple of years. Uh, in Charlottesville... And uh, whatever talk there is about Boston College, do you think that there is similar thought there? Because those are two other programs that, for the most part, have been on Syracuse's level. They haven't been all that good. They've struggled. They've bounced back and forth. Maybe they've popped a little bit, uh, you know, over the course of a year or two. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> things like that. Uh, but largely, they haven't been all that good. And now you've got Syracuse, Virginia, Boston College, all in the back end of the top twenty-five. And do you think that all three of those schools are saying? All right. You know what? Like maybe maybe we can do something here. Maybe there's something here more than just finishing 7 and 5. Maybe there's something here more than just finishing 8 and 4 and like hey, we made it into the rankings and and maybe there's something possible here. Yes, I think that. Like I feel I, I like think those three schools are in a, in a very similar position. I was thinking the same thing before we even brought it up. That the same conversation we're having here is the one that they're talking about, certainly in Charlottesville. And and I, I don't know. They're a little busy in Boston today. Right. So, so they're probably not having this conversation. They're probably talking about their socks or their Patriots or their Anybody Celtics else. or Bruins or on down the list. Um, but I think certainly in Charlottesville, yeah, I think they're talking about that. Um, but to your point, BC's been on the same level as Syracuse. Yes, I, I think it's a it's a very good comparison. And the conversation we're having here is the one that they're certainly having down in Charlottesville. 315-437-7644. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, we've got to take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg.
Steven Seth back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore at the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at BillRapp.com. So I saw this tweet before we started the show, Seth. The University of Buffalo actually tweeted this out. UB Athletics tweeted out that there are 10 schools in the country that are receiving votes in the men's basketball poll, the women's basketball poll, and in the football poll. Of those 10, and I just did this quick during the commercial, but of this 10, and you were helping me out, I think, unless I'm looking at this wrong, only two of those are actually in the top 25 of all three polls. Men's poll, women's poll, and college football. And those two programs are Syracuse and Mississippi State. That's pretty crazy. So the other eight, Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's not in the men's basketball poll. Notre Dame's and others receiving votes. Oregon, not in the football poll. Uh, Texas is on the list, but not in the women's poll. There are others receiving votes. West Virginia, others receiving votes in the women's basketball poll. Uh, Virginia, same thing. Uh, Michigan, others receiving votes. And Buffalo, others receiving votes. Syracuse and Mississippi State. That's wild. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And and I, I think I saw this earlier today, but uh, I believe this is the first time the, the men's, women's, and football team have all been ranked at the same time here. That would make a whole lot of sense, wouldn't it? Um. Yeah. Well, the football team has been forever. It's been 17 years, and, and the, the basketball team wasn't ranked. The women's before. basketball team wasn't good back then, right? So it stands to reason. Again, I don't, I don't know if you're accurate. Just off the top of my head, sounds right. It does sound right. I don't know if the women I'm maybe run had with a. It. Now Tommy's telling me to, our producer. Okay, he said I was right. He said he thought Texas, but Texas is not in the women's basketball top 25. There are others receiving votes, so it's two. That's pretty crazy. And I know we've talked about this, oh, and I think really more so over the last, I don't know, three years. Uh, this whole athletic department is kind of going nuts right now. And and I think the peak of this was, was 2016, where you had the men's team and the women's team in the Final Four. Uh, you had the soccer team going to the Final Four of the soccer championships. The cross-country team uh, was doing well. Field hockey. Uh, field hockey. Uh, what, they win the championship yeah. that, that year? Uh, the two lacrosse teams were the two lacrosse teams. Um, you know, it, it it just felt like everything was kind of going the right way. Um, every team, except for football, who had just fired their coach and hired Dino Babers, uh, everybody else was going the right way. Uh, you know, not to say that you saw this kind of a day coming this quickly, where all three of those were ranked in the top 25, but uh, it's it's kind of been building to this. I, I had the Alan Griffin Show last night, as you know, uh, the first installment of the Alan Griffin Show. And I, I asked him, I said, how much does it matter? And he was at the game Saturday, the NC State game. I said, how much does it matter when you're entertaining a recruit, basketball recruit? You take him to a football game, there's 40,000 people there, and you're playing a nationally ranked opponent, primetime, ESPN2, your team wins, now you're in the top 25. And, and again, even though it's football, does that help? But he said, absolutely. And I would imagine it has to. And I would imagine if you're a football recruit and you go to the Dome to see Syracuse Duke play basketball and there's 35,000 fans there and it's a national TV game and ESPN game days there and, and, and so on and so forth, I, I, I have to imagine it leaves an impression on you if you're oh a young goodness, man or yes. you know a young female athlete who's, who's coming here and wants to play basketball for Coach Q and you know she sees a men's game or a football game and and the place is packed and and you know success breeds success and it's contagious almost and I I, I have to think 
that that it certainly doesn't hurt in recruiting. I would have to think it helps. Look, you you talked about it with uh, you talked about it with uh, Alan last night. I talked about it with Jerry last night. I talked about it with Red on Monday night. All of them across the board have been very happy and excited for the football team's success. Uh, and, and I think that kind of points to what you're getting at. You know, if if you're bringing in recruits, you would rather bring them to that than to the empty building. You would rather bring them to that than, you know, the program that's kind of dull and and, and lifeless. Um, and that's what's going on right now. I, I think that obviously they're all friends. They're all working in the same place. They're all working in the same buildings. They're they're friends with the coaches. They're happy for the other coaches. Uh, you know, Jerry said he's, he's neighbors with, with a couple of the coaches. He's happy that they're doing well. They're his friends. Um, it's it's a good thing for the athletic department when when everybody's doing well. You know, you said it 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 makes you want to step your game up to an extent. I I would imagine you want to be the best team in the athletic department. I would yeah. imagine there's competition there. Yeah, and it's got to it's it's got to feel good going to work every day. You know, uh, when when things are going well for for everybody up there. Um, and and you know we're we're talking about this team being ranked, this program being ranked for the first time since 2001, and they're in this this college football playoff poll and what it could mean. Someday, it's so important that they follow this up now with a win, for so many reasons, yes. right? Yeah, it just it's it's so important to keep this momentum going because you want to have staying power, and we talked about staying power yesterday on the show, and you know whether or not Syracuse football was back. It doesn't matter what they do next week. Doesn't matter what they do next year, and I I think it it absolutely does matter to say you know to put a stamp on this season and say Syracuse football is back. They're six and two right now. They don't want to finish six and six, or they don't want to finish seven and five. To put the stamp on this season, beat Wake, beat Louisville. You know, I mean, that at least gets you to eight, and then potentially, you know, a bowl game gets you to nine. I mean, go ahead and you know put the stamp on this season. Don't give I'm one. With you. Don't give one away this week to Wake or, or trip up at home. Uh, you know, against Louisville, finish the you know the home slate undefeated inside the dome. You should. Louisville's not good and. You know, just like Dino Baber said, the challenge after Clemson was don't let them beat you twice. You know, the challenge this week is to to manage the success. Don't right? listen to us. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. Manage the success. And I know that I'm sure that that's what, you know, they're preaching this week. And and he said it, right? He said, we've been here before. He said that going into the NC State game. We've been to five wins before. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, they've been to four wins. But he meant Close they, enough. they've right. been in position to go to a bowl game. Exactly. And then they stumbled down the stretch. That was his point. And he said, you know, let's let's change it this year. Let's let's get to six. Let's go to a bowl game and, and beyond. And so now, all right, you're in the top twenty five. You've been on the verge of that. Now you're there. What are you gonna do next? And that that's why this game against Wake Forest is so very important. I know we're up against the clock. We've got to take another time out. 315-437-7644. You can also text us at 315-288-0644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.